0: BYU Sports Nation breaking news.
1: Welcome to your Monday, the latest on the Missouri situation impacting BYU Saturday game in a moment. But first, TV news. BYU and Fresno State, the football game scheduled on Saturday, November 21st, will kick off at 3 p.m. Eastern and will be simulcast live on BYU TV. And ESPN3. For those who don't know, BYU TV is available on Dish Network, Channel 9403, TV Channel 374, and carried by nearly 600 cable television providers nationwide. Again, BYU Fresno State simulcast on BYU TV and ESPN3, 3 p.m. Eastern on November
0: 21st. Very cool. This is the first time BYU TV will have had two games in a season. Uh, on BYU TV, of course, we always do the rebroadcast, but two live games. So that's Saturday, November 21st, BYU TV. Watch ESPN. There's an app, there's a website that'll be simulcast on that as well. BYU TV producing it. Very cool uh, to be able to do another game. And in, 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 the great thing about this is there's a relationship there. The best interest of BYU was sought, and that's what came out. Yeah, ESPN and BYU
1: TV in a joint effort, working together to figure out the best time and TV window for fans and the university in the stadium and nationwide to indulge and view this game. 3 p.m. Eastern kickoff in November. Yes, please. I love that kickoff time. Available worldwide on TV simulcast on Watch ESPN. Okay, so what about Saturday's game now with Missouri? That's the game before Fresno State. Will it even happen? An unprecedented situation in college football. We'll give you the facts. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you
2: by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV
1: and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Okay. So that was a start to a show. BYU Sports Nation There's a lot going on, man. live in Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, November 9th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who likes chocolate
0: chip cookies for breakfast, Jerem Jordan. Not really, uh, but we didn't do a show together last week. That was weird. It's good to be back. <laughs> what a weekend. You had a child. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Awesome. Still trying to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. And we're trying to figure out you know, everything that's going on today. They, I can't remember a day like today where there are the variety, the impact, and the diversity of news that we have today. I mean, when a guy like Jim or Fredette gets, gets buried to the third headline that we'll tell you in a moment, it's a big day. It really is.
1: Hey, speaking of Jimmer Fredette in Upstate New York, shout out to at Von Emmett, who sent in this tweet over the weekend. My very first tweet ever to you guys, because BYUSN is our main cougar fan survival threat
0: here in Romulus, New York. Yeah. Let's give it up. What's up give bon? it up for Von ever- Emmett. Welcome, um, welcome
1: to the Twitter Nation. Romulus,
0: New York? Like yes. from Star Trek. Wow. L- live long and prosper. Yeah, what's up? Romulus, New York.
1: <laughs> here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Missouri football. Boycotted team activities, including practices, as of yesterday morning, due to support in a student movement. More on that coming up in What's Trending.
0: And after a Friday seventeen to sixteen win over San Jose State, the Cougars prepare for Missouri this week. Then Fresno State and BYU, as mentioned a moment ago, will play on Saturday, November twenty-first at three Eastern Time on BYU TV and watch ESPN. J-J-J-Jimmer
1: Fredette resigns with the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> Under the NBA hardship rule, the Pelicans have too many injuries and the league is allowing another signing. So he's the number two pick in the NBA developmental draft to the Knicks franchise, but now he's back with the Pelicans.
0: At least he's in the NBA because the D-League is something else, right? And then you look at women's soccer. They had a great weekend. They beat St. Mary's on Saturday to win their fourth straight West Coast Conference Championship. The NCAA Tournament Selection Show is today, 4.30 Eastern time on NCAA.com. The ladies needed Portland to beat
1: San Francisco.
0: That happened. And they did. And now they're back-to-back-to-back-to-back
1: champions. They won 4-1, by the way. On Saturday. Getting it done. Just win, man. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A Missouri boycott. University of Missouri President Timothy M. Wolfe, amid criticism of how he handled student racial and health issues, and a boycott of team activities by Missouri football, has resigned his duties as of 11.15 a.m. Eastern time. Okay, let's rewind a bit and set up why and how this affects BYU football and the scheduled game with Missouri on Saturday. Yesterday, the Tigers head football coach Gary Pinkle tweeted out the following message, quote, the Mizzou family stands as one. We are united. We are behind our players. Attached is a picture with players arm in arm. So why the football boycott of all team activities, including practices and potentially games? Well, one, it's a show of support for that growing student movement on campus that produced a list of demands, including, Jerem, the resignation of President Timothy M. Wolf. Well, that has now happened. They got what
0: they wanted this morning.
1: All stemming from what the protesters feel was an inadequate stance on the part of Wolfe. This story now transcending sports. And football, it's become a national top headline newsmaker.
0: It really has. Uh, And there have been events going on last week, but it really, really accelerated when the football team got involved yesterday. CNN.com, top headline story. Everyone focused on what's going on there because it's bigger than sports. It's bigger than a football game. And BYU happens to be that opponent with Missouri this Saturday in a neutral field, not in Columbia, but in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium.
1: The Missouri game against BYU scheduled for Saturday in KC is, or should I say was, in jeopardy. This tweet just in from Missouri football player Paul Adams. Quote, BYU week, let's go. Well, that's speculation on his part.
0: And uh, multiple reports out of Columbia right now from reporters that cover the Missouri Tigers. I've talked to several players saying that they will resume team activities. And now we'll see. Is BYU, are BYU and Missouri going to play Saturday? We still don't know. We still don't know for sure any details related to the fallout from the resignation of President Tim Wolfe.
1: We are monitoring the situation and we'll let you know as soon as we have something confirmed about the game. One thing we do know is this is an unprecedented, very complicated and unique situation in the history of major college football.
0: And there are a lot of ramifications, uh, you know, socially, politically, and whatnot that go with this. Now, th- But the connection to BYU is, okay, are they going to play the game? And there were questions of, is that going to be a forfeit if they don't? Uh, you know, the million bucks in the contract to BYU, what's the situation there? We're still figuring all of this out. Uh, but what we do know is that Tim Wolfe resigned this morning, and there is still fallout to be had from this story is it you're right this is this is a complicated and interesting story because it is bigger than sports
1: there are a number of questions involving what-ifs, hypotheticals. What does it mean for BYU? Jeremy, you mentioned per the contract, if Missouri didn't play the game, they would technically owe BYU a million dollars. Could they have
0: forfeited or could they have rescheduled the game? Yeah, if the game That's didn't happen, could it be rescheduled? BYU's had situations, not like this, uh, but where they have rescheduled games within a season. San Diego State, a couple years ago. Of course, 9-11 caused a reschedule with Mississippi State.
1: Now, here's an interesting point. If the game happens... What kind of team will Missouri bring to the
0: stadium in terms of emotion and motivation? And not just Missouri. I think that when BYU and Missouri, if they play Saturday, this game is more than sports, as we mentioned. I think that there is a bigger microscope on this game. I think there will be national media there to follow up on what has happened. So now this becomes a very interesting situation where BYU Although uninvolved in what's going on at campus, is involved in, uh, strongly in what will become the focal point and energy of potentially what's going on in the form of the game. May- maybe, maybe not. But BYU ends up playing a football game amidst all of this. That's distracting. For both st- sides, it really is. And does football matter compared to what's going on? No, right? But BYU's in the crosshairs of this Saturday
1: It's on the SEC network. Is this a situation where ESPN can say, well, now that this game is attracting way more national attention, can we bump it to the main network?
0: I I don't know about that. But what I know is that BYU has a practice today that Bronco Hall and players will meet with the media at noon. And this will be, obviously, part of the conversation. Today, this entire week, and a lot can happen between now and Saturday, but BYU has a football game to play, and it's going to be impossible not to be distracted in some way by this situation. The coaches will try their darndest to keep the players focused on
1: just the football. By the way, BYU a four-and-a-half point favorite in a neutral site, but a de facto road game in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, neutral-ish. Not so neutral, as I've heard. So, and, and BYU will play another game in a in an NFL stadium. Very cool. But this Missouri team will be affected as well. Do they use this as a rallying point? They They did yesterday in terms of... Uh, you know what's going on on campus, so it's it's a football game, and now BYU has to prepare for it. I think it, I think it's an interesting situation to be. Oh, certainly, because it's it's an emotional thing. Uh, it's it, it's a it's a unique, unprecedented week for a football game in BYU history. It's more about Missouri, but BYU is going to play that team. Emotionally charged, for sure. Missouri. I mean, you, you look at just
1: the football aspect. They need to beat BYU more than likely if they have any hopes of getting to a
0: bowl game. Yeah, they need to win two of their last uh, three. Meanwhile, BYU wants a win against an SEC team. Now Missouri has struggled. They've won back-to-back uh, East Division championships, but uh, have struggled this year. They're 4-5, and five, just lost on Thursday night to a good Mississippi State team who's going to play Alabama this week. Missouri's offense has been anemic. Matty Mauk suspended Russell Hansbrough. Uh, the running back, was a thousand-yard rusher last year, has been injured. Hasn't quite been the same. So that I I can't remember the lead up to a game like this in BYU history. It's unique. BYU and
1: Missouri have a second game scheduled according to that contract in Provo for 2020. So the first game happening this Saturday. We think we don't know. Hopefully, second game scheduled five years from now.
0: You know what's funny about all this? BYU played a game on Friday. We haven't even really mentioned <laughs> that they won that game. Seventeen the game to sixteen. that shall not be mentioned. Seventeen to sixteen. Because Missouri, Fresno State playing on BYU TV, Jimmer, women's soccer winning selection show. They're, today is busy, man. Today is really busy. But BYU played San Jose State and got a win. Now, some people not happy about the means to that win. We'll break that down coming up. But the Cougars win. They're 7-2. and two. BYU threw for 293 against the nation's top-ranked pass defense. BYU, BYU won hasn't the, been 7-2 in six years. In six years? I didn't realize that. And BYU, two outside both the AP and coaches poll. We'll see. It. We'll see if BYU's in the college football yeah, playoff. Yeah, so the have plenty so. to
1: play for against Missouri to get ranked
0: a top twenty-five ranking. If BYU beats Missouri this week, they will be ranked next week. Mark it down. At eight and two, going into
1: the Fresno State game, simulcast on BYU TV and ESPN three or the Watch
0: ESPN. Now, ESPN three and Watch ESPN. By the way, one that the is essentially the same thing. Yeah. Watch <laughs> ESPN dot com or ESPN three dot com and a nap.
1: Our conversation is moving right now, BYU Sports Nation. We invite you to join us to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about today, and we have just laid out like 17 different things that you can sound off on. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join us on our Twitter account at BYU Sports Nation. We will talk to Trevor Maddich of ESPN College Football Insider coming up in about five minutes. What does he think about what the Cougars did against San Jose State? Is he concerned that in all six of BYU use wins over FBS foes, they have trailed at some point. They haven't led an FBS opponent wire-to-wire
0: all year. I don't think that's that big a deal. If you're talking about specifically the fourth quarter, now I've got an issue. But if you trailed San Jose State, what was it, 3 nothing. Whatever, man. You, you won 17-16. People, people are really concerned about the means because they think that will lead to a loss letter, uh, later. Not necessarily, right? You, good teams... Play some close games. That 1984 team. Do you know how many times they played a game within 10? They won all the games. They played five games within 10. Really? That five, many? Right, dude. Bill Hill is going. Bill Hill. Win. BYU won. Just BYU win. won a game. Okay. There's something to be said about just winning, Jerem. Right. Does it mean that BYU will stink against Missouri or play the same exact No. Way? No. Look at. Okay. I, am I concerned? A little bit. If yeah. There, if there's yeah. something
1: I learned over yeah. this weekend in college football is that just win. Ask Florida against Vanderbilt, 9-7. Is Florida a terrible team because that happened? No, No. But they won. They're SEC division champs, dude. Exactly. Up next, ESPN's Trevor Mattis joins us to recap a wild weekend of BYU and college football. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter, and there is plenty to discuss. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
0: Tomorrow night, starting at 6 Eastern time, it's Super Tuesday on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation's re-airs at 6 Eastern time, followed by an hour of Inside BYU Football. 7 o'clock is last week's Inside BYU Football episode, the new one at 7.30. Then after further review, 8 Eastern time, David Bryan and the guys break down San Jose State. Get you ready for Missouri.
1: We've got a bunch of supers this week. It's already a Super Monday, given the headlines that we are discussing. Super Tuesday, as you mentioned, tomorrow. Super Friday, a couple
0: of tip-offs. The men's basketball and women's basketball teams open the seasons live on BYU TV against Utah Valley. And then college football Saturday, the next day. I love... My job. So much. I really do. This is a fantastic week. It's like information overload right now. No, not overload. Sensory awesomeness. No. no. All this is yes. Bring it on. Bring it on.
1: Okay, let's reset the headlines if you missed the opening of the show. Missouri football boycotted team activities, including practices as of yesterday morning, due to supporting a student movement. President Timothy Wolf has resigned as a result of all of that, which leads us to believe that maybe, we don't know for sure, but maybe the BYU-Missouri game will still happen on Saturday in Kansas City.
0: It's trending that that it play, but we have yet to hear that, yes, it's... Well, we never heard that it was off. So it's on until it's off. Technically, it okay? should be on. So it's, it's on. After Friday 17-16 win over San Jose State, BYU prepares for Missouri this week. And if you missed it, Fresno State and BYU... We'll play on Saturday, November twenty first at three Eastern on BYU TV simulcast on ESPN three and watch ESPN. Dave and Blaine Fowler on the call, Lauren Frank on the sideline. Yep, in collaboration with BYU and ESPN.
1: First ever Division one opponent for BYU football broadcast
0: live on BYU TV. Every year we ask for Alabama, we haven't gotten them yet. Uh, But we're happy to be involved. Yeah, I'll take Fresno State. (laughs)
1: Jimmer Fredette re-signs with the New Orleans Pelicans under the NBA hardship rule. The Pelicans have too many injuries, and the league is allowing another signing. So, Jimmer, back to New Orleans.
0: It's back in the league. That's what you want. And women's soccer beat St. Mary's 4-1 Saturday to win its fourth straight West Coast Conference championship. Awesome. The NCAA Tournament selection shows today. 4.30 4.30 Eastern on NCA.com. BYU hoping to host at least the first round in Provo.
1: Let's take it to the next level. ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich joins us on the Desert First Credit Union hotline. It is another Maddich Monday. Trevor, great to have you with us amidst all of the madness happening right now in the world of college football.
3: Boy, there's uh, on and off the field. This season has has been uh, there's been a lot to chew on hasn't there
1: <laughs> yeah that's putting it lightly let's start with this how will BYU be affected in their game preparation given what's currently happening at the University of Missouri
3: I don't think they'll be affected at all because they will they'll look at the tape they'll run through practice they'll go do their thing i think Missouri is affected because they've been focused on everything but Getting ready for a football game this weekend. So, uh, from from a BYU perspective, they still have to worry about what they normally have to worry about when you face Missouri, and that is uh, a defense that, even though the team as a whole has been struggling, the defense of Missouri is capable of stopping most teams cold.
0: Missouri is, uh, this situation is certainly a news story that affects sports in a great way, especially BYU and the Crosshairs this Saturday. So, how is uh, this? story being handled at ESPN right now, Trevor?
3: Well, I think they're, they're trying to stick with the facts. I think from what I've seen here, the coverage is about about what they see and what people say about it. And it's a, it's a really touchy thing. And I think it's really easy to to lose sight of, of which things are important in which realm. I know my job here at ESPN is not to talk about the core issues. It's to talk about how it affects the football team and what, what the football team needs to do in order to make sure that that inside the program, from a football-only perspective, things continue to move forward.
1: Follow him on Twitter, at T. Maddich. Trevor Maddich with this on BYU Sports Nation. Missouri just 4-5 and this year. They have struggled. The offense has been anemic. Their quarterback, Matty Mock, has been all over the headlines for the wrong reasons. He's now out. Defense is good. So what kind of team do you expect to show up to play against BYU if and when that game happens on Saturday, Trevor?
3: Uh, And it'll be be exactly what you said. I mean, BYU was basically stopped cold by San Jose State. That's a problem. Because Missouri, their defense is legit. I mean, and it's hard enough to play good defense all year long, which they've done. It's even harder when your offense is basically the the least productive in your conference, and it is. Missouri is just last in most offensive categories. And so... They don't control the clock. They don't force the opposing offense into predictable situations where they have to throw the ball to catch up. The defense of Missouri is just out there all by themselves, and yet they still are in the top three of most statistical categories. And the thing about defense is that it doesn't take the same kind of focus and precision and preparation as offense does. It still takes focus and precision. But offense is building. And it's hard to build. It's easy to destroy. Defense is destroying. Given the fact that BYU's offensive line is in disarray because of injury and that San Jose State was able to fully take advantage of that, I think BYU will have a hard time moving the ball and scoring. And so the critical thing for the Cougars in this game is to not make the mistake that gives that anemic Missouri offense a short field. In other words, if Missouri's going to score, you need to make sure it's after a nice, long punt, where they have to drive the field. If you, give them, if you give them an easy field goal or a short field touchdown, it'll be awfully difficult to respond.
0: And BYU certainly needs to play better than they did Friday night at San Jose State. The Cougars get to win 17-16. to uh, What impressed or concerns you about BYU's performance against San Jose State?
3: Well, the defense impressed me a lot, BYU's defense. I thought overall um, they did a very good job. You've got to remember that Tyler Irvin is one of the best all-purpose yardage running backs in the nation. I mean, this is a guy that's averaging almost six yards a rush coming into this game. And, you know, BYU held him to three and a half yards. And that's important because that's what's going to have to happen in this game against Missouri. BYU's defense will have to carry the team. The offense its hard to grade. I can tell you this. I think that the receivers were fantastic, especially Devon Blackman and Mitch Matthews. I mean, Taron Hawk, They, they were beasting the ball. This is something that we talked about. And when there was not protection for Tanner Mangum, and he just sort of had to throw the ball up, and the receivers made him right an awful lot of times, and that's an important thing. The question will be in this game, you know, well, two questions, really, can can the offensive line solidify, number one, and number two, uh, what lessons will Tanner Mangum learn from not having the protection, you know, against San Jose State, so that he can better adjust and deal with having to get the ball out more quickly against Missouri?
1: BYU scores 17 points and beat San Jose State. Would 17 points against Missouri be enough to win on Saturday, Trevor?
3: Yeah, I think so. 17 points and no turnovers. 17 points and no turnovers and no big returns allowed in the kicking game. If that's the case, then, yeah, I think 17 will be enough. Georgia, when in there. not Georgia, you know, they've struggled, you know, this year at times, and uh, but they went into Missouri. With a veteran offensive line and a deep stable of running backs, and even without Nick Chubb, Sonny Michel and Keith Marshall are very good backs. And they only managed nine points, nine points against Missouri. So, but that won the game. They won it nine to six. And so that, that is what I expect from this game. We see so much basketball on grass in college football these days. We see the Big 12, you know, TCU, Texas Tech, and it's 55-52. to 52. And the team with the ball last wins and all that kind of a thing. I think what you'll see in this game is an old-school, old-fashioned tug-of-war where the bigger plays won't be the things that will necessarily win the game. It will be the bigger mistakes will lose the game. Because I don't know that either team will move the ball much of their own accord.
0: Yeah, with that in mind, and I love the basketball on grass uh, phrase, by the way. That's fantastic. With that in mind, BYU played without three and a half, essentially four of its starting offensive linemen right. uh, last week. That's that's a big concern that BYU needs Lapuajo, Johnson, Matthews, Karoma back in there this week.
3: Well, you tell me. Do we know yet what their status will be?
0: We we think that Tijon Karoma will play. We were told it was just a one-game uh, he would just miss the one game, but uh, Riker Matthews was limited, and then Louis Laplau and Kyle Johnson. We're still waiting to hear on those on those guys.
3: Well, the, the here's the problem: Missouri is is 15th in the nation in sacks. They've got 26 sacks, and remember, this is not supported by an offense that builds a big lead in the second half so that they know that the opposing quarterback will have to drop back and and throw in desperation. That way, the defensive line and the blitzing and all that stuff can lay their ears back and just go with their hair on fire, not concerned about the run. Missouri has not had that advantage, and yet they still are 15th in the nation in sacks. This is why it'll be what it'll be in terms of the the availability or how healthy the The offensive lineman that may come back will be. That will be what it is. Now it's on to basically two people, Tanner Mangum, a quarterback, and Robert and I, the offensive coordinator, to then deal with it, to create shorter passes to get that ball out quickly, to create more variations of the screen game so that there there are things that can be done uh, without having to drop back deep in the pocket. And it will be up to the receivers again, the receivers again, to carry this team on their back, because there will be throws off of Mangum's back foot, because he will be hit as he throws. There will be throws that will be wobbly and high in the air. The receivers will have to to beast the ball. They will need to beat Missouri the same way they beat San Jose State, and that's where the the skinny guys on the perimeter need to be the guys with the big bulging muscles when it comes time to grab that ball out of the air.
1: ESPN's Trevor Maddich with us on another Maddich Monday, BYUS and continuing live from Studio B. Trevor, how much will BYU benefit, if at all, from the fact that Missouri is dealing with – off the field distractions right now
3: you know it's hard to say because the the easy answer is that Missouri's preparation both from a coaching standpoint and especially from a preparation standpoint with the players uh, will not be what it what it should be it just it just won't be but here's the other side we don't know what it will mean for the players in the locker room in terms of them coming together as a team we don't know if this will be a galvanizing force that'll drive them together and even though the x's and o's preparation won't be that much their their intensity and their love for each other will will grow tenfold. And if that happens, that's a whole lot worse than having a full week of studying X's and O's in game preparation. So I don't know what Missouri team will take the field. They'll either be distracted, and BYU will be able to take advantage of mistakes because they'll make them, or they'll come out with all the love that you saw BYU come out with when they had adversity when uh, T- uh, Taysom Hill got hurt early in the season and everybody rallied, rallied around Tanner Mangum. Now, they are two completely different catalysts. I'm not comparing an injured football player with the social issues that are at play at the University of Missouri. But inside the locker room, you have a similar uh, result at times, where teams can, can be driven together, and that love of teammate is something that must be earned through adversity. You can't just draw it up on the board. The degree to which that happens this week for the Missouri Tigers will determine how they come out on the field, and you'll know in about the first five minutes of the game.
1: Trevor, Fresno State at BYU, we just announced, will be live on BYU TV, simulcast on ESPN3 via the Watch ESPN app. This is the first time that BYU TV has broadcast a Division one opponent for BYU football live to the world. What's the relationship like with BYU, BYU TV, at ESPN? I mean, you're, you're in the headquarters, so how is it?
3: Well, my... My perspective of it is that that people around here really like BYU. They like what BYU stands for. They love the fact that BYU is typically an, an entertaining watch. And ultimately, that's what college football is. It's a TV show. And BYU, with it, with the LDS community all over the country, has got fans all over the country. It's not a regional team. It's a national team. But beyond that, people that are not LDS know from back in the Holiday Bowl days and the strings of all America quarterbacks that if, if that Y is on the helmet. But when you scroll through games, you're about to see something that will be entertaining and fun. And I think that's sort of the, the fundamental basis of the relationship here. And, and the more, you know, the more B- BYU is on, on anybody's air, I think the better it is for that network because fans are looking for this team. They're fun.
1: Trevor, always a pleasure. We know you're a busy man and certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you. All right, thanks. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. BYU-Missouri on Saturday. We think technically it's supposed to happen. It's on until it's not. So it's on. So there you go. How much will Missouri be impacted by what's happening off the field? How much will BYU be impacted by what's happening
0: off the field? These are all interesting questions. Hard Hard to gauge that kind of thing, right? Because it's emotional. That was an emotional thing that meant something uh, to Missouri and does mean something, right? And it's, uh, you know, the president resigned today, and there's things are happening on that campus that haven't happened before. Let's just play football on Saturday. That would be ideal, right? That would be
1: fantastic. Getting to eight and two by beating Missouri would be an unbelievable result for BYU. SEC man. Up next, let's dive into some more of those headlines. BYU Sports Station continues on BYU TV. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live from Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: A new edition of Inside BYU Football is tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern time. Check it out for unprecedented all-access coverage of BYU football, what went into the San Jose State game. And then uh, preparations for Missouri. Check it out tomorrow night.
1: Speaking of unprecedented, the situation surrounding BYU and Missouri in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday. Missouri President Tim Wolfe, amidst allegations and fingers pointing at him that he handled some racially charged issues very poorly, has stepped down. That was fueled by the Missouri football team boycotting team activities and potentially games. So now that that has happened, we anticipate... Because we haven't heard otherwise, BYU and Missouri will play on Saturday. We will have more as this situation progresses. It is a developing story in every sense of the phrase.
0: If you missed it, BYU and Fresno State, it's been announced on November 21st. We'll be live on BYU TV at 3 Eastern time. cast on Watch ESPN and ESPN3. Uh, very cool that uh, we get a second game this year on BYU TV. It'll be Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Lauren Frankham on the call. Our first FBS opponent.
1: Jimmer Fredette. I think the only NBA player in history to be a top-ten lottery pick and top-ten D-League draft pick. It's not something
0: you brag about.
1: But it is the reality for Jimmer Fredette is now back in the NBA with the New Orleans Pelicans under the NBA hardship rule. Put simply, the Pelicans have too many injuries, and the league is allowing them to make another player signing. So they went back and got Jimmer.
0: I hope he sticks on there and that it's not just a roster fill for now because the hope is that Jimmer Fredette can stay in the NBA – and not be a journeyman like he's ended up kind of being right now. 13th-ranked women's soccer beat St. Mary's Saturday to win its fourth straight West Coast Conference Championship. The NCAA tournament selection shows today, 4.30 Eastern time on NCAA.com. We'll see if BYU hosts a game, uh, trying to get a game, I believe, Friday. BYU,
1: I would be shocked, as the 13th-ranked team in the country, RPI of 15, if they did not host at least one. I think the bigger question there is, can they get seeded so that they can host more than one game.
0: Now their RPI is, what, 19? Oh, is which 19 is now? The strongest uh, it's been the, since they went to the Elite Eight. So that's in their favor. A couple late season or a late season loss and tie did not help the cause at the end. BYU, uh, you know, rumored as a one seed potentially in women's soccer. That's not going to happen.
1: BYU football outlasts San Jose State on a chilly That's a night good way of phrasing it. In the Bay Area, 17-16. Yeah, What'd you bring? What did I bring back? Did you not bring anything? I don't even you know forget? if I brought something back. You're
0: supposed to bring a magnet. I don't know if I brought oh. something
1: back. Listen. Listen. I blame it on having a second child. <sighs> the disappointment is real from Jerem. This is not fake. This is not, it's real disappointment. Why'd we send you? To
0: cover the game? No, it was to get a magnet.
1: I have failed. Hopefully, Michael Miner, our senior coordinating producer, or maybe Craig. Listen, Camp, our they gotta stop sending
0: you out in these private jets. <laughs> because, just kidding. Because you, you know what for, I
1: brought back? I brought back eight hundred dollars in flight credit because they wouldn't let me get on my flight out there. That's
0: actually awesome.
1: Maybe I should put my plane together. I was on surprised there.
0: they didn't know who you were. They are like have the blue goggles waiting <laughs> I had for a, you. It was a
1: situation. Oh. I am not kidding you. Straight out of Meet the Parents. If you have seen that film, sir. Sir, I need you to lower your voice and step aside. You were, were you getting I confrontational?
0: Even, I was not even confrontational. You don't know how to be confrontational. All I said was,
1: this ticket right here says that I have a seat on the plane. I can see the plane and I can see people still getting well, on the plane.
0: Maybe by doing that, you got more airline credit, which is fine. That's, hey, win win right there. Sir, right? I need you wait, to, like, sit, down. I I to book, sit down. wait like two hours? Come on. Read a book, listen to. Yeah, they gave me a meal voucher K or as well. whatever you us do,
1: yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah,
0: so I got a free meal out of it, but I, I don't know. So
1: maybe the plane ticket or something of, of the sort. Hundred bucks in credit? Where are we going, man?
0: Uh, Hawaii? Hawaii? I don't oh, know. For the bowl game? Vegas. I hope Vegas. <laughs> Anyways, I can't believe you forgot a magnet, dude. First first time we forgot something. I know, I'm sorry. You brought, you've purchased such great gifts I as know. Spuddy Buddy. Maybe yeah,
1: somebody anyway. in the Bay Area can help us out. You know what? Maybe we should make that an instant Twitter help.
0: I know it's, it's not, not the same. It's not the same, but, but you're right. We, maybe maybe we somebody in the magnet. Bay Area
1: can chime in and, and send something to the desk. Ask your homeboy for Christian BYU Stewart. Sports Nation.
0: That's yeah, Christian. Yeah, maybe Christian could give us something. He should be making bank right now. He can afford to mail us a magnet. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you should see where he lives. I the, guarantee hey, you, it's not hey, cheap to live there. If he's Dink Nation, double income, no kids. He can afford it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? D- Dink Nation. Dink Nation. Who started that? I don't know, but it's a thing. I have a friend. He He's, was on the sidelines for BYU
1: San Jose State. We did an interview with him before the game. BYU escapes the Bay Area with the win. They're now 7-2. and two. Trevor Mattis called San Jose State a trap game for BYU. It's a trap. I was not buying into that not one bit. And BYU fans let me have it on Twitter during and after the game, despite the BYU
0: win, I get it. Oh no, I called for seventeen I plus. Get it. I was mistaken though. What I meant to say was that BYU would score seventeen. Oh, That's what I meant. Okay, seventeen plus. No, this is a trap game. Now I will say. Everyone this. saw that coming, Michael, Lisa. I made all of my statements. No way, San Jose. Thinking that T. John Caroma would be the starting center. Well, it, none of us expected three and a half linemen to be out. You know what I mean? Racker Matthews played a little bit. Well, during my interview with Garrett Two J, I, I was very quickly
1: coming to a realization that, yeah, this is, this
0: is probably not going here. to be a
1: blowout. There is a situation, and this, this could get weird for BYU.
0: You'd hope that BYU's second string would be able to run on San Jose State, and they did not. Uh, and that's an issue. BYU's going to need to be able to run the ball against Missouri, whose defense is really good. Really good.
1: BYU's defense only gave up nine points to the San Jose State offense.
0: Remember, I was hoping the for something like that. Yeah, BYU's, they come out, uh, first two drives, fantastic, move the ball, boom, 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 touchdowns, BYU's up 14-3, to right? Mitch Matthews is about to make it 21-3. would have make it a great catch in the end zone, doesn't make it. The next play is a pick six, all of a sudden the game's different. And Michael Wadsworth and company make a play at the end. I think that San Jose State guy dropped the ball, but Wadsworth's in position to make a play. BYU... Avoids 2012 Boise State, which was the other end of it, of not converting that and losing redemption for Michael Wadsworth,
1: who made a mistake and pushed Potter, the San Jose State quarterback, out, giving him 15 additional yards and thus leading to the touchdown. Play, but Wadsworth made a, the play yeah. that sealed the game for BYU,
0: and I'm okay with it. Like I mentioned in the 80, okay, I'm not. Yeah. Everything's great. No, everything's not great when you only win by one just at San Jose win. State. Injuries on the O-line. BYU's got to be able to run the ball. The defense played well. BYU now prepares for Missouri. It's a different week. You'd like to think that you, you play. You know, you want, when you're da- I make all these dating analogies. When you, when you date, you hope every date is great, right? Yeah, boom, awesome, so much fun, great. You have some bad dates. It's just part of the deal. But you come out of that date and you go, yeah, we still like each other. We're still having fun. But it wasn't the ideal date, right? That wasn't the ideal date with San Jose State. BYU wins by one. It's too close. You have to do. The, you just got a hug at the door. You wanted to kiss. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, <laughs> you just got a hug at the door with San Jose State, and they move on. It was a trap date. Oh, maybe it was a handshake at the door. Ooh. If BYU loses, Ooh. then it's like a punch in the, or a slap. You know, at the oh, game. it would have been yeah. a punch right in the kisser if BYU had lost that game yeah. to San Jose State. An yes. ugly
1: win infinitely better than an ugly loss. Infinite, <laughs>
0: infinitely buzz.
1: 7-2, and two, BYU, two spots outside of the top 25. Now approaching this Missouri game with a win. You would think they, will. BYU Mark it down. they will. will get into the top 25 at 8-2. Co-
0: college football playoff, that's eight what I'm and talking two? about. 8-2? Yeah, yes. they'll be yes. in the top 25 of the yes. college football playoff rankings. People, BYU will become relevant again if they beat Missouri.
1: Tanner Mangum continues his chase of a freshman quarterback, Jay Keeps. We'll get to that in just way a way
0: moment. Apparently we're going there now.
1: <laughs> we'll divulge yeah. the specific Casey numbers Keeps. in just a moment. How close is Tanner Mangum to passing
0: Jay Keeps? I'm not going to tell you because it's called a tease. We want people to come back and watch and slash listen to the show. The countdown you never knew you wanted but that you deserve. What? <laughs> is that how we've consistently phrased it? Yes.
1: You didn't bring a magnet, man. I'm sorry. Hollywood, Southern California. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live in Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN, you can catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern.
0: And that starts Super Tuesday tomorrow, 6 Eastern, BYU Sports Nation re-air. Then at 7 Eastern, last week's Inside BYU Football. 7.30 Eastern, the new edition of Inside BYU Football. And then at 8 Eastern time, Brian, David, and the guys on After Further Review.
1: Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline now is BYU football linebacker and a guy who balled out on Friday night, Fred Warner. Fred, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation.
2: What's up, guys? Good to be on.
1: I know it wasn't the prettiest game, 17-16, to 16. But there's something to be said mm-hmm. about just winning. So what did you take away from that one point win on the road in a very late Friday night game, Fred?
2: Uh I feel like our team really grew uh, you know, a lot closer from that game. You know, like you say, it was a hard fought battle all the way through. Our defense played pretty well for the most part, except for that uh, that final drive, giving up that late touchdown. But uh, you know, our offense scored enough points to win the game and that's that's all that matters, and so we came away with a uh with a W. So good.
0: Tell us about that final drive uh, as you're up uh-huh. by seven trying to make a last stand.
2: Yeah, so uh, actually that fourth and one, they were they had the ball. And then the court, that quarterback boot that went a long way, that was actually me in the corner. We, we should have stayed backside. I tried to play a little too aggressive and try to make a play that I shouldn't have. But uh, that's how we got loose. And then, um, you know, that goal line stand, or not goal line stand, after they scored, uh, you know, Mike Wads made a huge play in the end zone to to win us a game, so that was huge on his part. But I think all the way through the game, for the most part, our defense played uh, pretty assignment sound and executed really well, except just except for that last part. That's all.
0: So you have seven tackles, two sacks, and recover a fumble. What will you remember more from that game, the play you just described of the fourth and one, or the rest of your game because it was really good? <laughs>
2: Well, it depends on uh, which one. Uh, Coach finger reminds me of more. So uh, <laughs> this, mo- this morning he was he was bringing up the fourth and one quite a bit. But, of course, uh, he was. For me personally, I'll probably remember the fact. Okay, that you know, was, was always good to get.
1: That's fair. One of your best, if not the <laughs> best, game you've had at BYU as a linebacker. Do you finally feel like you. you are healthy and at full speed coming off of an injury last year, Fred?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know the. You know, the beginning of the season, I felt like I did start off pretty slow, uh, just trying to get comfortable back in my own body and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, coming in, into these last few games, I feel like every game I've gotten a lot better, uh, you know, just running to the football and uh, playing more time and sound, making more plays. And so, yeah, I feel a lot more confident in my, in my play and, and what I'm doing out there right now.
0: Fred, during the game, the San Jose Spartans tweeted out a photo that said Spartan Nation and it had the packed stands, and then they deleted it because it was all BYU fans <laughs> in the stands. Tell us about the throng that showed up there.
2: Yeah, it was it was basically a home game. I mean, uh, Coach Menall told us before the game that, you know, when we were walking through the stadium that the whole side was going to be with BYU fans. And so, you know, that's a, that's always great to see that our fans are so loyal and, you know, travel really well for us and uh you know obviously we make we make big plays during that game and, and the the crowd roar so that's always great.
1: Fred Warner with us on BYU Sports Nation sophomore linebacker what was the message from Bronco Mendenhall this morning Fred?
2: Uh just a little bit of like what I said before just you know our defense I think played really he said he, that we played really well throughout the game uh you know executing and and uh, playing really hard all the way through the whistle, um, just you know, a little signing mistakes here and there, is what is what got them uh, just the bulk of their yards. But for the most part, you said we played really well.
0: Now, now you have the challenge of a Missouri team who has struggled offensively. But what kind of uh, preparation will need to go into this week to uh, take on one of the SEC's best uh, teams the last couple of years? Although they've struggled this season. Well.
2: Uh, this morning we just got done with our lifts uh, and, and regen to get our bodies right and then will of practice tonight. But, you know, just lots of film study. Uh, I know they run a lot of uh, sp- uh, spread and, you know, 10-11 personnel. So, um, but, you know, we're going to treat it like another week uh, just prepping this whole week.
0: But does this game matter a little more because you have a meaningful November game and it's Missouri and it's SEC?
2: Oh yeah, towards our towards our record, I feel like it's you know it's huge. We're we we've, we've been on a really good trend lately, or not lately as of late, um, with our with the wins that we've been racking up. Uh, so this is just another step towards what we want to accomplish, which is you know ultimately 11 and two, or you know whatever whatever our best outcome could be. So you know just another week.
1: Five straight wins for BYU. That equals a high within the independent state of football at BYU, going for number six against Missouri and Kansas City on Saturday. Fred, let's ask you about your brother Troy, who is an early enrollee for BYU football. He is committed to come and play with you. What was that like for you when you found out that Troy was going to come and be part of the Warner Brothers at BYU?
2: (laughs) He had been so, uh, so you know, organ committed that I was, just, I just didn't know if, if it was going to be a possibility. But just one day, he, he all of a sudden texted me. He's like, "Man, I think I had to change a heart. I, I want to come play with you." I was like, "I was like, really? Okay, you know, come on over then." <laughs> I, I had no hesitation <laughs> because uh, I know he's, I know he's huge for our program. Uh, you know, he's a great player, um, and he'll do a lot for our, our DB uh, core and even maybe a little bit at receiver. But, you know, it's always fun to play with your brother. Just I remember back in high school playing with him, and it was fun uh, winning our first championship there at that high school together. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can do it again uh, over here at BYU. So, you know, it should be really fun.
0: And Warner Brothers is too easy, right, of a nickname. It's too good. You just have <laughs> yeah, to go with easy, it, right? right? Yeah, too easy.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> if you come up with something better or you want to discuss that, we can certainly uh, have that conversation on the show.
2: Yeah, I like, I like Warner Brothers. You know, it's catchy. You can make
0: T-shirts, stuff like that. <laughs> Absolutely. And he'll he'll be here in January, correct? <laughs> yeah, January, correct.
1: Fred, great to have you on the show, man. Congratulations on getting to 7-2. and two. Good luck against Missouri.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Fred Warner on the desert Des- At first, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Karma. Boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he has it. Whether it's... Well,
0: I, you, you I, I just like it officially it. handing out, like, now like, like it to we Fredor. don't have a magnet. We don't officially have the magnet, but we would like to have the oh, magnet. Right? You're never going to let me <laughs>
1: that one down, are you? You're
0: right. It's just a magnet, but it's a symbol of brotherhood. Well, the nation, too. I know.
1: It's like, hey, we've been there.
0: We were there. I failed, okay? I just, it's okay. Listen, listen, don't let it bring you down. We've got stuff to do, like. Chasing heaps. And the, You're Kelly Papinga to Fred Warner, pointing out the fourth and one play. You failed. <laughs> you played uh, the rest of your game, was tremendous. Thank you. Thank you very Listen, much. Listen, words of affirmation are not always the love language of a football team, okay? This is true.
1: Hey, yeah. we, we have teased and now made the fans wait long enough. <laughs> Where does Tanner Mangum stand in his chase of Jake Heaps?
0: On his way to breaking
3: BYU freshman passing records, Tanner Mangum is.
2: Chase
1: Heaps. Okay, here we go, Jerem. Tanner Tiffany right here, is now tied with Jake Heaps. Okay, in terms Ooh, of coral. touchdown passes, so he needs one to become the freshman leader at oh, BYU.
0: The records are going down. <laughs> 102 pass attempts, 41 completions, 119 yards, one win. He's gonna do all of these, minus the completions and attempts on Saturday.
1: Yeah, will it be against a very good Missouri defense? He, if
0: he doesn't, BYU's going to lose that game.
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, did we, did we false start on the stat of the day, dude?
0: Which brings us to the stat of the day. <laughs> it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Tyler Tanner Magnum is tied with Jake Heaps for most TD passes, 15 by a BYU freshman quarterback. We did not even address Jerry Linehan. ha <laughs> ha. Or Tyler Mangum. About how about Tanner's Come tweet on. saying, "Yeah, I'll tell
1: that uh, Tyler Mangum guy not to throw any more
0: picks." Maybe, maybe that's why BYU only won by one against San Jose it's because some clown named Tyler Mangum and Jerry Linehan played against San Jose State. Man, I got I forgot the
1: magnet. I just fault started on the stat of the day. Listen,
0: we both do play by play. I'm an analyst. Sometimes the number one job is to say that people's name correctly. the number one job. That is so true. You lose all credibility if you can't do that. Seriously. Right?
1: Right, Spender? (laughs) Exactly, Jerome. Up next. We'll put a bow on this crazy, crazy show. Magnet. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Time
0: to whip? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU football and Missouri uh, set to play this weekend. Missouri football boycotted team activities, including practices as of yesterday morning, due to support a student movement. This morning, University President Tim Wolfe resigned amid pressure. Missouri players are now reporting that the team will resume football activities as scheduled. BYU beat San Jose State Friday night 17-16. to We also announced BYU and Fresno State on November 21st will be live on BYU TV at 3 Eastern time, simulcast on Watch ESPN and ESPN 3. While the Cougars were left two spots out of the AP Top 25, BYU grabbed
1: some recognition from CBS Sports Analyst Seth Davis on the basketball side, Jerem, being ranked 21st in his preseason college basketball rankings. So there you go. The BYU, BYU got our vote. He got, got our, our votes. Also, back to football in ESPN's latest poll projections, Mark Schlabaugh has BYU in the Vegas poll against Cal. I like that matchup. While Brett McMurphy has BYU playing in the Hawaii Bowl against Cincinnati. I do not like that matchup.
0: Jimmer. Jimmer Fredette re-signs with the New Orleans Pelicans under the NBA hardship rule. There it is. The Pelicans have too many injuries and in leagues allowing another signing. Soccer.
1: BYU women's soccer, back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. Champions of the West Coast Conference. Fourth straight. Needed some help from Portland. They got at the NCAA Tournament Selection Show today, 430 Eastern on NCAA.com
0: volleyball. Cougars swept Pacific 3-0, led by Alexa Gray's 20 kills Saturday. Team back in action Thursday versus Portland.
1: Men's basketball. The Cougars won their final exhibition match against Alaska Fairbanks 77-64. Kyle Collins had 14.6 rebounds and 3 assists. First game of the season against Utah Valley on Friday, live on BYU TV. There we go. Today's rising Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you're your host, DexterLod.com. How do you not give it to BYU women's soccer? Oh, awesome. All they do is win Four straight championships. Tweets. Our elite tweet of the day from at NathanSummers84. He says about Fred and Troy Warner, FTW. Fred and Troy Warner. for the win.
0: Fred and Troy
1: Warner. I love Fred it. I like it. Well done, Nathan. Thanks to Trevor Maddox and everyone on our crew. The conversation continuing on Twitter. Download the podcast for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Justin Maddox.